What does an apple, a drink of water, and evangelism have in common? You're about to find out. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. He's sitting right there. How are you, Pastor? I am doing well. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So we got a special treat today. We sure do. Tell us about it. We sure do. Man, um, a few years ago, I guess a little over 10 years ago now, God brought uh, Brother Wade Townley. Mm-hmm. a whole lot closer to us than where he's from in Louisiana. And he has been pastoring in Brewer, Maine. And over those last 10 or 12 years, we have just become dear friends. And so he is with us today and is going to be discussing what I believe is, um, I guess I hope I could say it this way, a candy stick of his, Yeah, maybe a special gift. Um, and that is that... Uh, he is. He has got some insight mm-hmm. on evangelism and the biblical principles of evangelism and how to implement those and how it affects um, every child of God. So we're looking forward to it. This may turn into more than just one one podcast because there's no lack of of insight and information. So, Pastor Townley, we are glad to have you with us. It's a privilege to be here, and what an honor to, to be with you guys. And then, of course, the subject matter at hand, it, I'm looking forward to it. So thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. Man, we're, we're going to just go ahead and, and jump into this. And with the topic um, of evangelism, I, I, you know, we, we can start really anywhere. But I, let, me, let me ask you this, Brother Townley. Do you do you feel evangelism is the will of God? Um, I do. I, I really do feel like it is the will of God. Of course, it's in our new birth message, literally, uh, when he says that you shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. And so sure. uh, you shall be witnesses unto me. And so I think the, the question then is... So is it the will of God for everyone? And is it the... Very good. Right. And So is, the, is, so, it, is not just the will of God for my pastor. Right. And, or the and, evangelists and, you know, that I, we've got coming. So, so often that's kind of what we relegate it to, pastor. <laughs> that's, what you get, that's what you get paid for to do. Absolutely. And then uh, every now and then there'll be this freak accident and somebody will be gifted with this thing we call evangelism. And uh, So when you, when you evangelized, <laughs> you, you didn't bring revival in a, in a suitcase? I brought it in my heart. How about no. that? <laughs> it's called the Holy Ghost. Yeah, and, uh, well, there. So, yeah. so, so many people, you know, they want to say, well, you've got a gift. I'm like, yeah, it's called the Holy Ghost, and because uh, he says, uh, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you'll receive power to be a witness. So, mm-hmm. uh, wow. you know, we all know that there are gifts that you know. I look at Brother Daniel McKillop as the ability to play the piano, but the reality of it is, I could just look at him and say, "Man, he's gifted." 
well, how many days did he sit down to that piano and focus on it? Probably he sees his whole life through the prism of music at times. Mm. So again, that's where I would come from is that I, I struggle not to see evangelism. It's a prism through which I see things. So let me just ask you this then with, with that example, which is, is very good. Uh, if, if I'm not seeing the results, maybe, is it, is it more, and I'm not trying to incite guilt on anybody. I'm, I'm sincerely asking this. Is it more of the fact that I should exercise it a bit more? I, I do think that there's an exercising, uh, stir up the gift that is within thee. Yes. So there's an exercising of it. And also knowing that it is the will of God is so vital, so important, and also that it is the work of God is vital and important. And two, that he has not left you to your own devices to try to accomplish it by yourself. And that's where my greatest joy comes in, is understanding that evangelism cannot happen by yourself. He said, mm. do not leave until you be endued with power. So, you know, instead of trying to guilt people into it, I love the idea of revelation and understanding, which brings a joy and an excitement of evangelism. Yeah, so that guilt is a big deal. Um, yes. Whenever you talk about things like this, it's easy to, from a saint's perspective, automatically feel like, oh man, I, I've messed up so many times trying to talk to somebody, or I asked one person, they never came to church, and that's the last time I'm going to do yeah. that. You know, it's a... Guilt is a big deal. Yeah. Guilt is a big deal. So I think one way to be able to avoid the entrapment of guilt, a person has to look at the Word of God and read the Word of God as what is God's will, what is God's work. We all want to do the will of God. If evangelism is the will of God, we want to do it how... And so one of my favorite chapters uh, in the entirety of the Bible is John chapter 4. Of course, John being one of my more favorite books, but inside of John chapter 4, there's so many nuggets. Mm -hmm. And in the origin of that setting, you see Jesus and his disciples talking. And at that setting, they come to him offering him meat to eat. And uh, Jesus says, look, my, my meat and is my, to uh, is to do yeah. his will yeah. and to finish his work. And yeah. evangelism was what he was doing at that moment. Yes, sir. Wow. So I think reaching the loss and understanding that it is his will, it is the Father's will. Jesus said, uh, I want to do his will. I want to finish his work. Those are two components that must be in the mind of every child of God. Number one, his will. Number two and is his work. his work. Wow. If you don't get his work understood, that's and that's a whole component that, mm -hmm. that is by itself. Got to grasp that it is his work that brings about evangelism in its origin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care how smart we are. So, so talk a little more about the work of of God. What is it? An ongoing thing? Is it, it? You know, the work of God was finished. 
at God. Calvary. Yes. And when you look at his will and his work, so, so, so you understand it's his will, you understand his work, notice this. So is it a, a twofold question there? We know it's his will, know it's his work. Mm-hmm. Isn't it ongoing work? It, that's like, uh, and, and to put it in a, an example, that's like you were filled with the Holy Ghost, but is that a one-time experience? It's an ongoing work for sure. in our life, mm-hmm. the for work. Sure. You know, so 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 look at it like this. Jesus says, "To I want to, I want to do His will, and I want to finish His work." When we get to Calvary, we see Jesus in His, in His last moments. The two things He does: He lifts up His eyes toward heaven, and He lifts up His eyes toward His brother. Yeah, and He says to one who was suffering. And in his pain, in his agony, in his greatest suffering, he did not forget that his goal was to seek and to save that which was lost. Mm-hmm. Wow. He didn't have much strength and he didn't have much much left, but what he did have left, he saved it to help save somebody. Wow. And, and Go ahead. No, in his connection to the Father, then the last thing he did was when he said, it is finished. It was that moment at Calvary when he said, it is finished. He's showing us his will. He's showing us his work. And when he said, it is finished, Jesus said that if I be lifted up, I Mm. will draw all men unto me. The work of drawing humanity was accomplished at Calvary. Mm. Wow. Wow. In that setting. Bilaterally, really. You know, the, the, the effects of Calvary then are reaching both ways, aren't they? So that, that's why that work is still ongoing. It is ongoing. Here's how it's ongoing. His work is ongoing because of the work he did at Calvary, just like mm. creation. When, when he finished creation, did creation cease to exist? No, it was already set. It was a cycle. It was already set. So that work that he finished at, at creation, now we have a recreation. Now we have a new moment. And in that setting... It's finished, but its work continues. It, it continues to work. How does it work? How do the cycles of earth continue to work? You have humanity that is a part of that. And now we have humanity in that spiritual work that is working the field, that is working the harvest. As everyone wants to be Christ-like, we too then should be doing the work and the will of the Father. Mm. Now, the will of the Father is obeying the Spirit, being led by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. But the supernatural work of Calvary, whew, that's where we get to present the gospel. That's part of our... That's the lift. Mm-hmm. That's when. That's exactly right. That's the lift, absolutely. Do, do you, and I, I don't want to be jumping ahead of, of what you um, may want to be introducing later, but this really just stuck out to me when you said it a moment ago. So on the cross, in that moment of absolute agony and selflessness, he lifts up his eyes. Do, do you see a connection there between him lifting up his eyes and then the request that we are to lift up our eyes upon the fields for they are white is, and all ready to harvest? It is essential how we see the harvest. It is 
in Jesus's words, this is the only way you're going to see it is an elevated view. Mm-hmm. Lift up wow. your eyes. And so I it's, so it's I, higher I, than where we are at. It is, a, it is, you have to see it through an elevated look. Mm-hmm. COVID, uh, the, the two things in this time of COVID in our time of separation here, uh, the two things that we have, that Jesus introduces in his prophetic moments, he says, look, when you see all these things come to place, number one, lift up your head, lift up your eyes, redemptions draweth nigh. Mm -hmm. Now the world can't see that, Mm -hmm. but the saints of God who are spiritually in tune and now a world who knows some about truth even knows it. Okay. So there is, you got to see beyond the empty store shelves. You got to see beyond the COVID-19 deaths and you got to say, wait a minute, this is in Matthew 24, something bigger. All right. So that's one commandment. Lift up your eyes. The second commandment or the second thing he said in that end time prophecy was that the whole gospel would go to the whole world. So these are the two components. And how will the whole gospel go to the whole world? That's where Jesus said, lift up your eyes unto the field for they are white, ready to harvest. Mm. And here's the key. The scripture says that the, as he gives the parable, the sower, the seed, and the field, and he says, the sower is the son of man, the seed is the word of God. Mm -hmm. And then he says, but the field is the world. Wow. Wow. The field is the world. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let let me ask you this. Do you feel, and and you've you've brought up COVID-19, so obviously that's that's on the forefront of everybody's mind, the effects of that. Do you feel like this is, is part of possibly um, a ramp up to the end time and, and evangelism? And, and I see that as an, as an interconnectedness, as, as the harvest, is the harvest ready? Is, is it always ready and is it ready right now? You know, and, and that, those are good questions. Is it ready? Is it a ramp up? Is it always ready? Um, to say that the harvest is ready, yes, God's harvest, the Bible says, the harvest is ready. Um, another verse of Scripture where he says the harvest is plenteous. So it's not just ready, it's plenteous, but the laborers are few. So those Scriptures kind of check me in my heart when I begin to think in terms like nobody wants this. There's nobody hungry for this. Mm. And when I begin to think like that, you know what? I know that people think like that because I, I have to battle those same thoughts. I put my shoes on just like everybody else. I mm. have to battle that same spirit that says nobody's hungry. If they want it, they know where to come get it. We all fight that battle. We get up, get dressed, go to the office, and we don't see anybody. And we didn't even meet anyone. And so how how does this apply to us? And I think in that context we have to sit down sometimes and get isolated with god and realize he said the harvest is plenteous and lift up our eyes and and we've got to lift up our eyes up somebody we got to see it from a different perspective don't see it through nobody wants this see it through somewhere secretly in their heart and then you ask the question is it always ready 
Well, God's harvest is always ready, but that doesn't mean every man is always ready. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very good. Today, I, I, we yesterday, I've been working with one man for eight years, and he's an official, great man, just a great man, but he has never been uh, in tune with spiritual things. You, you know, liked us as as a person, and we liked them. I've taken him to countless meals. Nonetheless, yesterday, when I drove by his house, he was outside. I pulled in, and as I began to talk with him, it was then that he began to ask spiritual questions. Mm. And he asked, hey, I want to get on. Uh, uh, could I have a link to Zoom? Now, he, he's not attended church as such. Sure. But during this time, there's a hunger. Great. Now, someone... Someone is always hungry. How do you know? Because he said the harvest is. It's a present state. So I just want the Lord to be able to lead me to the one that is hungry. And I think that's one of the key components. You know, you and I have talked about this before. So I'm 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 relying back on on some of our private conversations. But um so someone's always ready. I'm 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 coming from a a town of what a thousand people. Um, it can be a challenge to to really the 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 traditional approaches to evangelism, knocking on doors. Those those approaches. Wait to wait it. wait! You don't want to knock every door every mm-hmm. Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do that. I think the question would be, wait, 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 do they want me to knock every door every Saturday? <laughs> Here they come again. Here they come exactly. again. So in a setting like this, I think I think this is part of the whole awakening and why these discussions are are critical um, of lifting up our eyes and adjusting perspectives. Um so the thought that there is somebody in my town that's ready right now that needs to arrest every child of god in every city yes and i think that the i think that our again the lifting of the eyes can come to play here and lest i appear as if that i'm uh, i somehow have got a special insight that others don't i don't want to give that or but i think it's so important to realize that you are a christian whether you're in your city or any other city. So therefore you are a soul winner, whether you're in your city or in any other city. So let's make that larger than just in my city somewhere. Somebody's hungry True. today and God wants me to reach that person. True. So all of a sudden now I'm not limited to, and I know that you're not just saying that, but no, sure. I'm just trying to, and now with the advent of, our uh, internet access and what we're even doing here now for sure somewhere somebody who's visited your church before maybe there's 50 people that over the last five years that has visited what about a phone call what about a zoom connection and that's what i've been doing personally is following up is are they hungry today there's a guy that what has he's come to church and I felt connected to him, but it wasn't timing. Two days ago, I got a call 
we set him up over Zoom, and I'm going to begin teaching him Bible studies. He visited. He's never received the Holy Ghost as such, but he's ready. And so you, the key is, is that who's ready? So how, how, and, how can I better get a grasp on that? How do I know somebody's ready? And Jesus said that except my spirit draw no man can come to the father except you know there's just no way jesus said if i be lifted up the cross the work of calvary will draw all men Mm. and from that perspective after he's drawing all men then he says they cannot come except i'm drawing them so So in other words i I can't i can't force them you can't force it i don't care how good you are i don't care how many scriptures you can quote and if, if we're not careful, that's what we go out doing. We're going to win an argument wow. when we should be going to win a soul. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> What's your objective? Yeah. You want to tell everybody how much you know, or do you want to tell people who wow. you know? Wow. So it comes down to, to that personal sure. contact. Man, it comes down to that personal relationship with the Father, that you have an absolute mm. assurance that it's his will and he wants it he wants he loves that lost soul and when you have a relationship with the father that relationship with the father is going to extend to that brother by this shall all men know that you are my disciples is that you have love one for another that love has got to reach you know i mean can you imagine jesus on the cross and there's a murderer there's a thief and he's gasping for breath, and he takes enough yeah. time to say, today, you'll be with me. Yeah. The heaviness of his love is what compels us to be sensitive, not the guilt of I'm going to be judged and burned in hell if I don't win a soul. Mm. It's a true love. You know, if we want to be Christians, how, and, and I, I've been asking myself, this time during this time of separation i've been asking myself you know so i want to be a christian would it be said of me as it was said of jesus they say he is a friend of sinners Hmm. now we we talk about the holy christ we talk about the the incarnate christ but what about would it be said that he's a if you're a sinner and Jesus is in, t- you're in that town, you got hope because, man, he's a friend of sinner. Wow. Mm. He, well, he'll come eat with you when nobody else will. He'll, he'll, wow. he'll, he'll buy you a Coke when nobody <clears throat> else will. Yes, sir. And, uh, wow. and I know these are simple applications, but I, I'm just, this is what it's been. No man can come to the Father except my spirit drawing. There's got to be a drawing. So number one, every man has to come to God when he's drawn. So that means every bushman. That means every creature, every man. Why did he say go and preach the gospel to every creature? Because it just might be at that day that that creature is hungry. So that's the reason why I can say with an assurance, his harvest is always ready. That man may not be ready, but somewhere in the span of a man's life, oh, that's so good. he will be drawn. 
and I just got to be at the right place at the right time at the well. I got to be at, at, at Cornelius's house. I got to be somewhere where the Spirit's drawing that person. And that's where sensitivity to God, just praying, saying, God, I, I'm, I'm spending time on the rooftop. I'm fasting today. And let the visions come. Let the let me mm -hmm. see it from an elevated, wow. uh, lift up my eyes and let me see the harvest really, that is ready. Really, it, it does require a willingness maybe from us to allow there to be interruptions in a day-to-day -day flow. When, when you have Jesus, I must needs go through Samaria. I mean, there's, there's other ways to get where I need to go. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to make this adjustment, and I'm going to go sit at this well, and I'm willing to wait for that opportune moment. That, and, that's that's, and, a, that's a pretty know, high watermark for us living in a go, 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 go society, you know? We don't know if it's a high it really watermark because it's a well. Oh, stop. I just oh. want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thank you. Uh, you're too good. So talk to us about the drink of water, because we've been waiting a while now. So yeah, what does a drink you know, of water have to do with evangelism? Well, it's it's interesting. Uh, Brother McKillop has brought up the uh, that he would go out of his way. Well, that's so powerful. How how much is a soul worth to you? Oh, that that soul may be a city, and the reality hey, think, of it think is think about. Think about this. I, I hate to jump on you, but just thinking this. Man, if, if you're willing to go to Calvary for somebody, you'll go to a well. Mm. That's that's not a problem. That's good. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It was no problem it, it, for him to go and sit, walk a few extra steps, sit on a well for her. When he'd the, the whole the whole reason that he was even walking on earth is he was willing to go to Calvary for her. Mm-hmm. That, that's I, yeah. I think it's interesting that he said yeah, he must needs go through Samaria. Literally, uh, Sychar when when and he left, and so literally where he was uh, was a place of glory, a place of splendor, and he left and he came down to a place of rejection. The the context of the very definitions of the words there in the mm -hmm. opening of. John 4 gives the context of eternity where he stepped into etern out of eternity into time. It's a perfect example. And then, uh, you know, when he came, uh, the Bible says, and he being wearied with his journey, I think, think that's one of the mm -hmm. key components there is as he's wearied with the journey, you know, sometimes it's not a strike of lightning. Sometimes it's the reality of it is you're just tired. It's a normal process of the day. And in the normal process of the day, things happen. You have to be sensitive. You're, you're waiting for the strike of lightning. No, no, no. It's that little lady who's going through just a normal process. You're tired. You take a stop. Mm -hmm. You're at the grocery store. You're at the bank. You're wherever mm -hmm. you are. And all of a sudden, somebody in their normal process of life walks up, and there it is. Bam. And here's the key. Jesus begins to test her to see if she was ready. Now, we'll say, well, he automatically knew she was ready. Well, okay, but for the sake of our discussion, let's see how he begins to approach her. Maybe we could learn something. He asks her. He says, uh, give me to drink. 
she begins to say, well, wait a minute, look at this. Uh, <laughs> you're a Jew, I'm a Gentile. Yeah. And we don't have any dealings. But in that context, Jesus was willing to overcome her personal objections mm -hmm. and his personal feelings as well. And I would say that the biggest hindrance to us being soul winners is what we think that they think. Oh, I can attest to that. Absolutely. Say that again. Is one of the biggest hindrances to evangelism is what we think that they, they think. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. So, we so think, really, you, you've brought out two major deals here. It's my perception. I need to lift up my eyes. But then it's also yeah. the adjusting of my perception to what I think. It's the classic. It's the classic. We are grasshoppers in their sight. It it really is. Two words here. Wow. Self-esteem. Self-esteem is what we think about ourselves. Mm -hmm. But the word self-efficacy is what we think others think of us. And I don't think our self-esteem is the problem here. I think our self-efficacy is where we think how we think about what they think about us causes us to not reach for them. They already know the truth. No, they don't. They already know exactly what we believe. No, they don't. That wraps up episode one with Pastor Townley on Kingdom Speak. Bad news, he didn't get to the apple. Good news, we're going to come back and record a second session real quick. So look for that real soon. Thanks. Thanks.